You're listening to Perpessence with Brian Dussault. My name is Phil Steele and I am from Liverpool in England and uh, I do many things, mainly clinical hypnotherapy um, where I help people with anxiety and addiction. I also am a Reiki master um, and I am soon to be a psychologist qualified. I have a book deal, a book publishing deal to write a book called How to Sleep all about sleep and lastly um i also have done some stage hypnosis and i can do spiritual things like past life regression and and various stuff like that ah impressive yeah thanks Uh, i know you were talking about uh running and i have i had well not anymore but i actually used to be a runner wow yeah oh my god yeah i did the chicago marathon wow what time did you get uh, I was at 3.02. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Can you come and run this one for me? <laughs> <laughs> London one's huge, I heard. That's like the biggest yeah. one in the world. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how long have you been running? Um, do you know what? I've only really trained the past <laughs> the past two or three weeks, so it's going to be a real challenge, Ooh. but I'll be all right. What's the longest you've ran? Um, probably about 10 miles, but the way I look at it is, um, it's all, it's mind over matter, isn't it? To some degree. So mentally I'll be fine. Um, and I'm just going to have to pace myself and take it easy. I'm not there to, to break any records. I'm just there to raise money for charity. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's, that's an amazing time. What you got? Wow. (laughs) I trained a lot, man. I, I ran for a long time. Yeah. Any advice for me? Uh, take it slow in the beginning, even oh. if you're feeling good. Just and hit every water station. Yeah, and you know you could take a break. You could sit down and and uh, keep going. Try to f- just finish it, man. It's gonna be yeah. worth. It's gonna be worth it. Yeah, cool. Thanks, mate. Yeah, appreciate that for sure. And drink, hydrate, and use the restroom. Okay. <laughs> good I, idea. Yeah, I've made that mistake. Uh, the guys can, can go on the wall or on the trees, you know, if the restroom's packed, but you know, if you gotta go number two, you can't really do that, you know? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, well, I had to go number two and I was in Chicago and it, it's busy there too. And I, I felt it during the middle of the race and I had to make pit stops. <laughs> I okay. still made 302 doing, doing like a, a few pit stops sitting down too. Yeah. That's good, mate. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's great that you run. So, uh, yeah, tell me more about what you do. I'm kind of, I kind of like, I'm oblivious to some of, of the stuff you're talking about, like crystals and. Okay, cool. Well, let me start with this. Basically, um, I'm 33 now and. I had a very successful career, um, firstly in financial services and then in um, retail. I was a senior manager in retail. So I've come from a very logical background and I've got a degree in history. But the way I look at life, Brian, is 
I've got three kids, three brilliant kids, and I can't prove that I love them scientifically. Just like you can't prove to me scientifically you love your parents or your girlfriend or whatever. But the difference is, Brian, I feel it. I know it's true because I feel it. So what I say to people is you can't always scientifically prove something. So there's always space. There's always room for faith. Um, so when it comes to the therapy techniques I use, they have all got scientific evidence proving they work. But a lot of them are placebo in, in nature. Um, so, for example, hypnotherapy. Um, hypnosis is just a feeling. Everyone goes into states of hypnosis throughout the day. Sleep. Sleep's the ultimate hypnosis. But what what not everyone can do, Brian, not everyone can. I can't look at everyone and go, sleep. And everyone goes, Bleh. I can do that to some people. That was me about ten, about 10 minutes ago. That was me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Go on, what were you saying? Oh, I was sitting in my chair and I was waiting for something to load. I was dozing off. <laughs> yeah, mate. So when it comes to so so the, the the hypnotherapy is very clinical. That's all about like helping people with trauma. So for example, I don't know if you're aware, you know, Ariana Grande, the singer. No, oh, of course, yeah. You know there was a there was a uh, a terrorist attack in Manchester, England last year, a high concert. Yes, yes. In an arena. So Manchester's quite close to where I live, and um, a lady, about 30, she was in the concert with her daughter, and when the, when the explosion happened, she lost her daughter for like 10 minutes. Luckily, she found her again, and the daughter was fine, but for those 10 minutes, she was so, so scared and beside herself, and she developed post-traumatic stress from that. Um, so she, she came to see me, and I literally spent 10 minutes with her, and got rid of the post-traumatic stress um, using this, a technique called EMDR, which you might want to look up, eye movement, desensitization. Um, I always forget what the R stands for. I'm going to say rhythm, but it's not rhythm. So anyway, that's the, the clinical stuff I do. Then when it comes to like the crystals and stuff and the Reiki, that's all about energy. Everything's energy. Einstein said everything's made of molecules. You can't see... You can't see words, but you feel the energy from them. Yeah. So Reiki is just basically channeling that energy that's around everyone. So in China they call it chi. Right. In India they call it prana. Uh, Reiki is a Japanese technique. Um, and so yeah. And then when it comes to the the more spiritual stuff, which a lot of people are interested in, like you heard of past life regression. Uh, uh-uh, I don't think so. Okay. So basically. Some people, some cultures believe that when you die, you become born again. Okay, yeah, like body. like Harry Krishna. Yeah, yeah, sort of, and and they believe that every life that you have on earth, you've got to learn a specific lesson. Okay. So I can hypnotize people to a place in their mind where they believe they can access memories from previous lives. Now, it's not for me to judge or say if it's real or not because. It can't be proved, can't be disproved. But my whole ethos is if you come to see me, Brian, and I do something that helps you and you believe in it, as long as you're helped and it's ethical, I'm happy with it. So right, past right. life is very interesting. I mean, I've had people in, in front of me who have, you know, they've told me they've been in ancient Egypt or they've been in Victorian England or they've died in sword fights. It's it's, it's quite bizarre. So um, 
that's more the the the, um, the paranormal type stuff that I that I do. But again, the science behind that, there's you know a lot of that is rooted in in science and stuff. Um, and that's it in a nutshell. That's pretty interesting. Uh, I actually had I work in a in a factory actually my day job and I had with a girl I would never even think of. We had probably a good three hour solid conversation standing across from each other working about energy and she was talking about how she thinks about it and she's like into like astrology and stuff yes and and i'm more of uh not really a coming from a structure or religion or like just like science and like stuff i've learned here and there that you know how you said energy is everywhere which is very true and mm-hmm. how it can't be created or destroyed and unless it's like a black hole for ex- for an exception yeah. and but like she didn't know that light is actually weightless we had a discussion about how uh energy is mass and it has a weight to it and i'm like well except for light because that is massless it the speed of light yeah it, it was it's pretty interesting, and we were talking about how everything has positive and negative energy, and how people feed off of each other, and it's pretty cool. So, well, there's a there's a link as well, Brian, between science and spirituality. Oh, so, yeah, for example, um, if you if you explore quantum mechanics, mm-hmm. um, te- you know what teleportation is. Oh, yeah, yeah. So if you were to able if you were able to split a certain molecule, which we can't do at the moment, it would split, but it would follow the same course. So when one went that way, the other would go that way. It would mirror it, yeah. So if eventually you got them to join again like that, you could teleport from point A to point B. Now soulmates are quite similar because what happens with the soulmate is the soul starts as one and it splits in two, and then. When they connect again in Earth, it's like a magnetic pull. So, like, I'm married to my soulmate, and we met, well, 16 years ago. But when we met, it was so intense, the feeling, this, you know, the, the knowledge that you had to be together, the belief. Um, and it's a lot like energy and a lot like, um, you know, positive and negative and, and, and magnetism and stuff like that. So another thing that I'm, I'm interested in is the law of attraction. Right, right. Have you heard of that? Of course, yeah. Again, mate, um, it's science because the brain, the brain always wants the quickest solution, Brian. So if you're feeding the brain positive thoughts and positive ideas, all the cells within that, the neuroplasticity will work towards achieving that goal. Correct, yeah. So I I, I suppose the angle that I'm going for is um, I love – I love having a foot in both camps, you know, knowing a bit about science and a bit about energy and a bit about um, the mind, but then also knowing about spiritualism and knowing a little bit about religions and stuff like that. And I think that's probably what um, appeals to a lot of people that, you know, it is okay to, it is okay to believe a little crystal can make you get rid of your headache, but it's also okay to understand, you know, how blood pumps around your body. Right. Yeah, if it works, it works. You know, don't don't stop what doesn't work. Yeah, and yeah. I'm a I'm an audio guy. Like I grew up playing music, and I'm I love like anything audio. And 
how we talk about energy and I'm and you talk about law of attraction, I like to think of frequency, like how we are on the same frequency level. Yeah. Everything has frequency. You can measure it in anything, a rock, anything. And perhaps you and your wife uh, were on the same frequency when you met. Yes. You know, so, and then you grew up, perhaps you grew together. So your frequencies were like, hey, like, I'm doing this, uh, you have your, your business, what is your business called? Um, I'm calling myself the mind PT at the moment, the mind okay. PT, okay. PT in personal trainer. Okay. Yeah. So say you, you wanted to open up your business and she understood you, she was, she understood your frequency level. So she was able to grow with you. So like it, it all worked out. So I feel like Frequencies really matter in relationships, in any kind of relationship, business, friends, uh, yes. love, anything like that. Well, look at how we connected. Right. So we're obviously emitting a similar frequency. We are both starting out in our careers, aren't we? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And we both want to be successful. Um, but I can imagine that you are quite a, a grounded, genuine person. Because I've seen it, I've listened to a bit of your podcast and I've looked at your website and that cool. and your posts. And I think that's what, that's probably why we've connected. Right. Yes. Help others, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Definitely. So, what, what were you sort of thinking about for your, your podcast? Like we, with myself. Oh, uh, with the episode now? Um, yeah. Well, I was kind of like, because I had a big conversation on energy today and, I was trying to steer that conversation to something different. I don't know if this will go into your expertise or not, but I wanted to go into thoughts like how when we think something that it's not really our thought, it's not. Okay. So along that lines, like we're not the thinker of our thoughts. We're more like the observer, you know? Yeah. Well, I can give you that from two angles. I can give you it from the what's called the theory of mind, okay. whereby um, so the brain. I haven't really got anything I can illustrate with. If you imagine a circle, okay, okay, and the top part of the circle, the top segment is your conscious mind. Now, your conscious mind can only handle five thoughts at once. Yeah, right. If I say to you, "What did you have for breakfast? What did you have?" Me? Uh, I scrambled and got yogurt. It was the only thing left. <laughs> okay, so you've answered that in your conscious mind. But if I said to you now, Brian, name me a, a teacher from your primary school, from your first school. <laughs> from my first school? Yeah, go on. Uh, oh, I can think of one. Mrs. Sankrant. Okay. So you've, you've, you've gone into your non-conscious to retrieve that, yeah? Because in your non-conscious is your long-term memory, but more importantly, it's your behaviors and your habits and your reaction to things. So often why people get anxiety is because they can't steer their thoughts away from negative behaviors. So in terms of like, are we the observer or are we our thoughts? Often we are the observer of how our brains and our lives have been conditioned. Now, that's the psychological way of looking at it but the spiritual way there is actually some people who believe this and i don't know too much but have you ever been in a crowd in a group of people and you're having a discussion and suddenly you say something and everyone goes 
Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, that you're so right. Good idea. Does that happen to you? Yeah, it has happened. It's happened to you. Yeah. yeah. And you probably thought to yourself, "Geez, that was a good idea. Where did that thought come from?" Right. Just some people believe that when that happens, it's not actually you coming up with it. It's a positive energy around you, or it's uh, maybe a spirit or whatever, an angel, whatever, or Christ consciousness. Don't know if you've heard of that. Mm-hmm. You heard of Christ consciousness? Yeah. 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 And, and again, mate. The, the metaphor for Christ consciousness, it's like the cloud. It's like a data server, isn't it? It's like a, a cloud you can receive from. By the same token, then, Brian, when we have negative thoughts, again, some spiritual people might say it's not you having a thought. It's negative energy around you. Now, I've been to Auschwitz, you know, the scene of the Holocaust. Yeah. In Krakow in Poland. I've been there many times, like on different school trips, and, and I took my wife there to, to see and the, the energy in that place, mate, there's such a sense of loss, such a great sense of loss. And you can, it's palpable, you can feel, and it does, it gets in your thoughts and your mindset and stuff. And, and, and that's true what you said about the way energy can't be destroyed. It does, it, it reforms and it stays around. And, and going back to healing, so if you had anxiety or depression, and I took it out of you. Nature doesn't like a vacuum. So we'd have to replace it with something positive. Right. Um, but yeah, so thoughts, yeah, that, that would be my sort of take on, on are we the observer or or are they actually emanating from ourselves, from our own consciousness? Hmm. Yeah, I, I actually have anxiety and um, I believe it's the way I was, it was more like how I was raised and... Yeah. And it just happens to be what I have, and I know how to how to deal with it. And it will always be there, but I know how to. I have to recharge, so I meditate every night. Good, and it it recharges me because I can feel the energy deplete out of me. And if I don't meditate, I'll do something else. I'll use meditation in a different form, like I'll drink heavily or like you know <laughs> something like yeah, that yeah yeah and uh, make a poor poor decision but if i meditate i can perhaps come to a realization to uh that something is actually wrong that oh that's what's that wow i'm i have anxiety because of this situation now i know why yeah yeah so now i can focus on that so now, how can I? I found the root of the problem. How can I f- fix that? So, fixing the source. So, I think anxiety is just being in the unknown. So, it's like that yeah. information you don't have. Yeah. So, with with the, the other part of the brain and the theory of the mind, you got your conscious, your non-conscious, or the subconscious, as people call it. In between those two, you've got a thing called the critical factor, which is. Um, it's like a, a doorman or a security guard, and it decides what signals come through to your non-conscious. Um, at the very bottom of your mind is the fight or flight. It's called the primitive mind. Um, so you know, like if if you're driving and and some jackass, there's me American, <laughs> someone drives in front of you uh, and cuts you off, you go into the fight or flight, and you're like, you son of a bitch or whatever. Yeah. yeah? So that's when you go into fight or flight. Now, when you've got anxiety, when you're having a panic attack. You're trapped there. You can't fight back. You can't run away. 
So you fluctuate and you freeze and your body freezes and your thoughts freeze and you, you feel a chest and a neck and, um, and, and the great thing is, mate, understanding energy like you, you're showing me, you can work on that. Right. So one very simple technique you can use yourself, especially if you meditate is next time you feel any anxiety, scan your body, feel where it is in your body and just envisage pulling it out. Yeah. Roll it into a ball in front of you, let it spin, and it'll stop. You know, it'll spin the other way and land in your hands, and you'll feel totally different. That's a good one. I, I yeah. got I got one for you, too. Go on. Uh, imagine yourself sitting in a chair, and you have a book. And the book is your thoughts or anxiety. And mm-hmm. book, put the book on your forehead. Now, that's where it is. Now, put it on your lap. Simple as that. Just okay. Yeah, I like it. Pulling it out, basically. Yeah, nice. Yeah, nice. yeah. Cool. I'm, I'm going to remember yours. That'll be cool. I'll use it next time. Yeah, good stuff, man. So, do you meditate? Um, I don't because, like, most days of the week, I'm putting people in a trance. So that, and to be totally honest with you, I don't have bad days. I might have a bad moment, but I can release it and let go straight away. I'm pre- and I'm not saying that to try and be boastful. I'm just quite balanced at the moment and quite grounded. So I don't really need to meditate. Maybe I should. Maybe that's the ego with me talking, but I spend a lot of my, my life, you know, helping others. So that's where, where my semblance comes from. Great. Yeah, my best meditation is when I'm having a great day, though. So, like, yeah. But I, the reason why I meditated is because I was in a, a state of mind that was not where I wanted to be. And the only yeah. way to change that is to work on it. And that's what I did. Good stuff, mate. And the thing is, you know, I always say a famous saying is if you can't change a situation, change yourself. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, man. So, what is something I can, like, do at home that uh you do in your practice for anxiety uh no just uh not anxiety just any of the stuff you do in your practice um i mean it's the same uh, let me think something s- simple in case someone listening could possibly try it out yeah so but is this going to be the podcast i was talking now yeah, I mean, oh. I'll, I'll let you ch- I'll let you check it out, see if you like it. Sorry. It's I'm going sorry great, man. This is great information. Oh man, I'm sorry for swearing. <laughs> uh, I want okay. you to be you. That's great. Oh, I like hi. it. La- uh, last guest uh, uh, threw down some uh, f bombs and s. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, let me give you a bit more then. So one little technique I've came up with myself. I call it the roller coaster technique. Okay. So. Um, sleep is a mythical area of our lives. So the book I'm writing is about how to sleep. Um, and let me just get this straight for everyone listening. There is no right or wrong length or duration of sleep. We're conditioned to believe you need six to eight hours a night. But that is total bollocks because everyone's different. Um, and one thing that stops us sleeping is our thoughts. So, for example... You have a row, you have an argument with someone in work, and you go to sleep thinking about it, and then you wake up in the middle of the night and you're like, "Oh man, I should have said this, or I should have said that, or I can't wait to get to work tomorrow and set the record straight." 
the brain's a sponge, so whatever you feed into the brain right before sleep, it processes and works on. Oh, yeah. So you want to do this technique, the roller coaster technique, which is this. As you're lying in bed, ask yourself, what were the downs of today? What were the things that got me down, the things that made me sad, the things that made me angry? And very quickly, forgive them for hurting you and forgive yourself for being hurt by them. Then, Brian, focus on the ups. What were the ups of today? And it could be something as trivial as you know, Betty br- Betty baked a cake and brought it in and we all had the cake. Or, um, oh, I saw a great, I, I saw a great um, film about baseball or something whatever whatever the ups are that day go to sleep thinking of the ups because that's what feeds into your mind and that's what your mind processes and the great thing is what this technique is even if you've had the day from hell you still have had ups in your life so okay what was the best christmas i ever had what was the best holiday or what you know what have i got looking forward to the more you do this the less downs you have and the more ups and it's called a roller coaster because roller coaster goes up and down so that's a good little technique to do lasting at night, um, to, to, to get you to prioritize things. The other one, Brian, is, and I, I, I'm happy for you to share this with your listeners. I'll send you a link. I've got a recording where um, a very quick technique is you can use this for, for luck or you can use it for happiness. Basically, bring to mind the happiest moment of your life. Bring it to mind experience it what does it taste like what does it feel like what could you smell what could you see think or hear then bring an even happier part and and you just keep exploring those parts and those experiences because what it then does is it sets the antennas in your brain on feeling happy awesome i love it yeah i hope i'm not speaking too quick as well where i'm from in england no man people are very fast no people love it i guarantee it uh I tend to talk slower. I got practice on talking a little faster. Have uh, you heard? Have you heard of the Beatles? Yeah, yeah. That, well, that's my hometown. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> awesome, man. Yeah. Um. So what I do is a lot like that roller coaster, kind of. Um. What I do when I meditate, I do it while I meditate. I call it the art of thankfulness. Okay. So cool. be gratitude, think, thinking. And yeah. I it. Revi- what I do is I I breathe out my nose in through my mouth and like try to relax and not think, try to like let the thoughts just like calm down. And then once I am it's about 5 minutes, once I do that, once I'm calm and relaxed, I restart my day when I woke up. And yeah. try to think of every step I took until the time I meditated. Then I go back and restart my day again. And nice. I, I pick in uh, little little segments out of the day that I'm thankful for. So it could be like, man, I cooked a, a really good dinner tonight. And I'm, yeah. I'm thankful that I just like... I. I killed it in the kitchen tonight. It was great. Nice mates. Yeah. So, yeah. Like so I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful. And then after you pick the segments out of the day, now I pick what I'm thankful for in my life. I'm thankful I have a car, a house, a job, my kids, uh, yeah. my, my skills, my, that people actually listen to me babble on, on this podcast, you know, just simple things like that. 
And then I go back and think the things that bother me. The things that the the things that truly bother you. So, yeah. so you could you could possibly like have a parent that bothers you or a sibling or you're fighting with your best friend or yeah, yeah. or someone stole all of your money or your identity or you know something crazy and you find a way to be thankful and you might not be thankful for that today but if you keep practicing it you start to learn a perspective on how to actually be thankful for that and how you learned from it yeah and yeah that's how you move on and that's how it's not going to bother you anymore because you're glad that you are you now because it took you then to make you now. So, and you're thankful for that. And that's, yeah. that's what I do. Then I plan my next day and then I meditate five minutes and that's it. Well, do you know, other things you could do is like when, whenever something bad happens to you in life, rather than reacting with your conditioned behaviors and going into either, um, you know, turn into drink or drugs or something like that right. is to ask yourself what could this mean what could this mean so say someone doesn't send you a text message back or or someone's rude to you okay what could this mean so a classic example is if you're driving and someone cuts you off rather than getting angry ask yourself what could this mean that person could be going to hospital because their relative's dying or that person could be rushing to hospital because they're about to their wife's giving birth by asking what could it mean, it sort of it keeps it gives you the power. Never give your power away, especially to negative people or negative thoughts. Um, one other quick technique. So, just to let, tell you a bit more about hypnosis. Yeah. There's a thing called NLP, neuro linguistic programming, and essentially it's like it's techniques you would use in hypnosis without the need of putting someone in a trance. Okay. Um, and one brilliant technique is disassociation. So I use this quite a lot with, I work with professional boxers. I'm talking like world level boxers. Cool. Um, and one of them, whenever he used to train, he used to get a stitch. And it used to be play on his mind when he was training, when he was sparring, that when he got into a fight, that stitch would be the reason he got beat. So what I did for him was I got him to imagine he was in a theater, a cinema, and he put on a pair of 3D goggles. And as the movie started on the screen, it was him training. It was him sparring. But what I got him to imagine was that a little part of him floated out and became his shadow. And so whenever any pain came to him, the shadow absorbed the pain and took the pain on. So the shadow got the stitch. The shadow then experienced getting punched, etc. So it just meant that when he trained and when he fought, he didn't feel the pain because the shadow did. Now, I use that for anxiety. So I might say to someone who's got anxiety, you're watching a movie of your life, you're watching yourself waking up in the morning, but you're watching the, the anxiety part of you float out. And whereas the part of you that suffers anxiety used to be, um, it used to destabilize you in your day, it now helps you because it takes on board all the stuff that used to make you anxious so you can carry about your day feeling happy. Um, that's brilliant for cravings as well. If someone's got like cravings for sugar or sweets or smoking, they can imagine that they, the shadow takes on those cravings. And again, mate, you know yourself, the mind, it's a wonderful tool. The more you practice using it, the stronger it becomes. Although it's not a muscle, it acts like a muscle in many ways. 
Right. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and yeah. And those feelings, they, like feelings pass. Like yeah. e- every feeling you have will eventually it'll pass. So like and it's, it really doesn't even take that long. You know, at tops, it's like a few hours if it's real, like a real big feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, I invite all your listeners to, um, I will, I'll share with you. So basically, every time I have a, a hypnotherapy client, I give them access to my SoundCloud where I have audios for them to listen to and use. Cool. You know, and if, you know, I invite you and, and any, anyone you want to listen to them. So I'll send you the link. For sure. Yeah. And, uh, is there, uh, Anything they can they can do like for people over here? Is there a, a website or anything they can check out? Well, listen, I, I, you know, I see people face to face. I've got a, a lovely office. I'm really blessed and fortunate to have the office I've got. But I do things on Skype and FaceTime, so it's just as effective there. So you can they can check out my website, which is www.thephilsteel.com. So T H E P H I L S T E E L E dot com um, for more information, or they can find me on Instagram, the Mind PT. Um, and yeah, just get in touch, and, and, and I'm happy to help them. They can have a look at my site, and if they want to see someone face to face, I know I know therapists and hypnotists all around the world, so I can hook them up definitely. Awesome. So, what made you get into this? Um, I was quite bored with my life. I was stuck in a rut, and I didn't have. I, one day I was in work and in an office, and they were celebrating that the fact that someone had been there for fifty years. They bought them a cake and presents, and I suddenly got the feeling of anxiety in my chest, and I was like, "There is no way I can do this." And I don't mean to be disrespectful to people who do that because everyone's different, but I just I couldn't do it, mate, and. I just explored ways to um, ways to, to, to start up and help people. I always just wanted to help people. So um, I just studied and then launched my business. And then, bingo, I'm here now, mate, living living my own dream and empowering others. And life's, life's beautiful. Life's great. Awesome, man. That is great. What do you have planned for the future? So I'm just finishing my master's in psychology. Okay. Um which I'll let me class as a psychologist. I've then got to finish my book, which is about sleep with pen and sword. Um, I'm actually making a pilot for a television show. Um, but I tell you what I'm, what I'm manifesting is where I'll be in 10 years time. I'll be living in LA and I will be a, a full-time author, a full-time writer, but I'll also be working with like um, top athletes and sports people and, and, and things like that. That's what I'm working towards, mate. That'd be exciting. Uh, yeah. I like it. Thanks. Uh, you just uh, reminded me, and I was going to bring it up earlier, about a dream. Uh, like, I'm not you've really... Had a, you've had a dream about me already. Well, I might have, but I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm not really savvy in the uh, dream world or the... Yeah, yeah. You know, the terms. Like analysis. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but... You ever heard of the video game called Skyrim? Yeah, yeah. So there's a soundtrack on Skyrim, and I play it, the ambient music. It's okay. it's like a pub. It's in a pub, and you just hear chatter, and there's like a fiddle playing. That's basically mm-hmm. it. And the chatter grows and because, you know, in a pub, like more people come during the later hours, and then it starts dying off. 
and I have epic dreams. Like I have dreams that I'm on a dragon flying around in in, in like a mountain range and everything. It's in like all in colors and like it's like this whole world that that I can keep going to because I have different dreams in this world and like I see this dragon. It was real cool. It's just crazy that listening to something made me do that. Yeah, so have you heard have you heard of Benaudel Beach? Myrtle Beach, yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah. So Benaudel Beach, um, you know, obviously take you to different levels in your brain, such as Alpha, Theta, Delta. It could be that that music's taking you to a certain one that increases imagination and creativity. Hello. Oh yeah, that's my boy. This is Asher. Oh well, you gotta leave. <laughs> He's a four-year-old. He's real smart. Uh, yeah. You. Uh, what were you saying? Uh, yeah, just Benaudel Beats are, are great to take your brain to different levels. Um, and that could be, you know, the music, that music could be accessing parts of your mind to yeah. make it more imaginative. Right. Yeah, I think music is definitely, uh, definitely uh, uh, <laughs> unlocks something. Yeah, man, definitely. So I think that's going to be it for me today. Okay. Uh, yeah, my kids just got home and... They're no pro- problem. Probably man. hungry and all that stuff. No problem. Uh, it was uh, great to meet you. Yeah. And- listen, let's do a, let's do a follow up. Let's plan it, and and we'll find a, a topic, and we'll uh, we'll sh- we'll both share our knowledge because you know quite a lot, mate. Uh, you, you know, you should be very very proud of the knowledge that you possess. Well done. Thank you very much. Yeah. I uh, let's let's do it. We'll cool. we'll, we'll talk more later about that. Yeah. Fantastic. All right, right, man. I'm going to let you go. Thank you very much. Have a good weekend, mate. Yep, you too. Bye-bye.